Well, hello, internet friends near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of Parks and Rec and we talk about it. And uh, the we involved here is uh, me. I'm Jason. I'm joined all the way across town by the power of the internet by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, Jason. How is it going? It is going well. It is a beautiful Friday as we are recording this in the Pacific Northwest. And I have no complaints. Good. How are you? I'm I'm good. Yeah, beautiful. Um, have you heard of the term Magic Week for no. for this weather? Yeah, no. this is a new one. I I just I just uh, found online. But like, I don't know. People care about our weather, especially when you're listening to this in October. But it is June, and it is kind of this time between spring and and summer where the weather is perfect. And then next week it'll be 90 degrees with wildfires. But right now it's awesome. Magic but- Week. But the wildfires aren't, listener, you don't have to worry. They're not in our neighborhood. Oh, no. So the wildfires are usually coming from Canada or California to places I choose to never go unless I really want to. But um, yeah, so we're going to make it, though, through wildfire season. Uh, yeah. it's also, See, that's the thing. It's like a season, like yeah. wildfire season. Come on. And that, sh- that shouldn't be a season. We have five seasons season. here. Oh, yeah. Roadwork season too. <laughs> roadwork season. I spent 15 minutes on the off ramp from I-5 to get onto 164th. Oof. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they're changing the light <laughs> in the middle of the day. I don't know why that's funny. Like, in the, like it's like you, you guys have like the technology to do this at night when there nope. are no people Mm-mm. riding on the road. No, that'd be that'd be too easy. It would just make so much sense. I mean, it's like, no, but how do we know if the lights work? Welcome to old guys complaining about stuff. <laughs> the, the podcast. Turn the, turn the lights on and you'll know if they work. That's all you need. And uh, yeah, so I have I have problems. Um, yeah, and I had to. So I was going to my I had a meeting and then I went to my office and then I had to leave my office and had to get some stuff for a thing that's happening this weekend. I was like, can I get back from Jeremy, you know where my office is. Mm-hmm. I needed to mm-hmm. go to Costco. Mm-mm. Can I get back from Costco in 45 minutes? No. <laughs> was my math because that's how much time I had for this before this meeting. And uh, I was so stressed. <laughs> I needed to get ice cream cones. That's it. Oh, which ones? Uh, the, 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 uh, the drumsticks, the drumstick combo pack. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Costco. That's solid. It's, it's a box of 40, a variety pack, like the chip bags. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I got, don't I, leave those out though. Like, don't just put them in your oh, crap. I gotta go in your closet. Yeah, with <laughs> no, your chips. They're in the freezer. They're in mm-hmm. our industrial freezer at the church. So nice. We're good. We're okay. Good. Anyway, Jeremy, uh, talking about California uh, and fires. This episode is fire, and it starts hey. in California. Wow, no cap. No cap. Wow, I can't that, believe I, that. That's on. That's recorded now. That's forever. <laughs> Gosh darn it. That transition was mid. Whoa, come on. Oh, we've lost everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. That's the end of this podcast. I love that my generation now, our generation, really, uh, we can use these slang words and completely embarrass our children. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it is quite fun. Oh, I, my daughter, she 
is really the only one who pays attention to us anymore. And <laughs> I'll say things like this and she just dies. dies. <laughs> like, Especially when you do it in that dad way where you're saying it like, did you hear that? Did you, did you hear me say that? <laughs> Not like you're trying to be cool, but just like, no, I'm doing this on purpose. <laughs> I'm intentionally <laughs> aggravating you. Yes. <laughs> so Man, you do, you, you, you say something like that in front of one of their friends and it is, it is over. It's yeah. great. Like you pick them up after a sports yep. practice or something <laughs> mm -hmm. and you're like, man, your coach is like, they're pretty sus about the schedule. <laughs> and like, that doesn't even oh, make any sense. Dad. I'm walking home, dad. <laughs> doesn't yeah, make any sense. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, Good times. So, but anyway, so transition. We gotta be focused because gotta, this, is a, this is a massive episode right. of parks and, and recreation that we're talking about. It's the season finale for season six. It's big. We've got... Uh, Michelle Obama is in this episode and the Golden Gate Bridge and uh, <laughs> yep. the Forest Moon of Endor and the Unity Concerts, the Bobby Knight Ranger. Uh, oh. There are so many things oh, in this my episode gosh. that we just, uh, enough dilly-dally. Let's just you, get to you, it. You didn't even say genuine. I mean, come on. Genuine's in it. How could I forget? And we, got, a, we got holograms. Hologram right? Man. And the public reveal of Duke Silver. Oh, I thought you were going to say a, a statue. Right. <laughs> no, a plinth. A plinth. Yeah. <laughs> There's also that. And so, a plinth. There's so I wanted to end on that. <laughs> Dang it. My bad. <laughs> hey, piece of metal. Uh yeah. So uh so let's, let's just it. jump in here. Because right. we we got three stories that kind of then merge into the um the Unity concert story. Mm -hmm. So we'll uh, hit those three plot lines and then we'll just uh get to the Unity concert. We'll talk about all of it at one time. How's that sound? That sounds great. All right. So, uh, Jeremy, have you been to San Francisco? I have. Great. Have so, you? Oh, yeah. A couple times. I really like San Francisco, uh, mm -hmm. the touristy parts. I don't know anything else about it. <laughs> so, uh, the, the hills of San Francisco are amazing. Um, and uh, they also, the, the movie The Rock is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, directed by Michael Bay. Yeah. I, I love that movie. Unironically, I think it's oh, great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, why, why would you say that? Well, so many people think Michael Bay doesn't know anything about movies. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I, I think they're wrong. I think he knows a lot of things about at least one movie. <laughs> and he did a really good job on this one. And it's called The Rock. I mean, Bad Boys was the original. I mean. Okay. Well, I, um, I can't speak to that because I've actually never seen a Bad Boy film. Okay. And now I haven't right. seen any of them. That's all right. I feel like now that I've said that, I know I must go on a quest <laughs> to watch these movies. Anyway, all right. Um, so it starts here as Andy and Ben and Leslie are in San Francisco and they're looking at Alcatraz and Andy uh, believes that Michael Bay spent a billion dollars of his own money to build <laughs> that set for The Rock. Um, and, uh, and Ben is like, I can't believe you could incite, recite that entire movie on the plane ride, <laughs> which, uh, it's that kind of a movie, like where you watch it. Like there are times where I think like, do you like Elton John? <laughs> and I just start going. <laughs> Cause that's you, you're the rocket man. <laughs> I love that movie so much. And, uh, and so 
then Andy's like, I, I got to figure out how to break in. <laughs> and he's like, you know, they give tours. It's like, that's exactly what they want me to do. <laughs> <laughs> I went on the Alcatraz tour as a kid. Me too, as yeah. an adult. And <laughs> did you get one of those really cool t-shirts that says Alcatraz triathlon, uh, dig, run, swim? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. you have to. I mean, kind of the rule. it is kind of the rule. So you're, you're considerably older than me. And, uh, <laughs> thank when, you. <laughs> when you were there, uh-huh. did they have the, like the audio guided tours, like you put on the headset and it's like a little MP3 player that no, we had tape that you could walk through. We had Phil Hartman. He took us through and <laughs> <laughs> did you also have terrorists come that day Yeah, <laughs> that had the, the, the strychnine poisoning or whatever it was, the V9 and uh it was like an uh a, a string of marbles that they yeah. would put in rockets to take the look, whole look like, look like cluster hostage. Grape. yeah ex- yep it was quite the it was good that's why i got the t-shirt after all right yeah good you know what movie's also great uh <laughs> the the asteroid one uh uh the asteroid one you mean armageddon yes uh i'm gonna pass on that oh wow um, I don't okay. like Armageddon. I'm I'm more of a deep impact guy. <laughs> <laughs> other, I like the other asteroid movie. <laughs> the other asteroid movie that came out the same summer. <laughs> yes, but honestly, I do prefer Deep Impact. I think it's a little bit more emotionally resonant. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm I'm not. I've thought about it. I, I actually do like it better. Uh, but the uh, <laughs> Face Off. It's not a Michael Bay movie, but I no. love Face Off too. It's so it's so stupid. Because <laughs> Michael, you mean a face off? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take your face off. <laughs> so stupid. But Nicholas Cage and John Travolta trade faces. Mm-hmm. Trading faces. <laughs> That's the name of my new sitcom. <laughs> they trade faces, and they trick everybody <laughs> to believe that they are the other person into coming and watching the movie. <laughs> and they are different heights. <laughs> <laughs> So trading faces doesn't do anything for the height problem. And they're different weights, different body styles. They just traded faces. So stupid. So stupid. Oh, I love it so much. I bought it for $4.99. Um I'm a kid. so yeah. So back to this movie. Uh-huh. Uh they uh they're in San Francisco um because Leslie is going to present at a conference, the National Parks Conference. Uh, and uh, she's pretty stoked because Michelle Obama is there. And uh, and I love this saying. I say it all the time when I think about conferences. Uh, what happens at a national park conference is compiled and emailed to you in a PDF the following Monday. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, why did I go to that? Um, so, they, uh, yeah, so that's the, uh, the cold open is setting the scene here for San Francisco. Uh, back in, uh, we'll just follow this plot line, I guess. I was going to switch it up so we're gonna follow leslie for a bit and uh she is at the conference and they've got all the name tags out and she sees lester knopf and she's like ah you guys spelled my name wrong uh get it together and she grabs it and then uh mr lester knopf goes that's mine (laughs) um but leslie's name tag was yoinked by grant larson who was who knew she was going to be there he's like you've been dodging me and i wanted to talk to you uh would you care to join me for lunch and Liam Bonneville is going to be there. Whoa. And, and Leslie like freaks out uh, because 
why, why does Leslie freak out, Jeremy? Oh, because he's the Department of Interior's resident bad boy. Yeah. So, yeah. So she's uh, pretty excited. And she's uh, like, I got to grab my autograph book and then we'll head out. Uh, so they go to lunch and it's outside in a courtyard because it's California. And that's how you communicate that we're in California. We eat outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Grant is introducing Leslie to uh, Rebecca Veruvian. And, uh, you know, Leslie's like, I, I read all your papers. I had your poster on my wall when I was a kid. And, Let's see. Uh, the lady's like, what poster? And she's like, I made a, a poster of you blowed up by your picture and the National Park newsletter. And I cut your face and made it look like you were dunking over Charles Barkley. <laughs> now, this is one of those moments in this show where I was like, I think I had that poster for real. <laughs> like, Wait, the Charles Barkley poster? Yeah, well, the dunking over Charles Barkley poster. Because I think it's Michael Jordan dunking over Charles Barkley. Could be. If not, it would be some kind of Indiana Pacer, but <laughs> probably, you know, right. Cause they're in Indiana, but I feel like I've seen this poster with like an actual base, uh, basketball player on it. Um, yeah. But then we, uh, meet Liam Bonneville. Who's like, Oh, you wrote the river cleanup proposal, huh? Uh, and, uh, it wasn't bad. Um, and Leslie starts freaking out because like Liam Bonneville read her, her proposal. Wow. And she's like, wow, this is crazy. Um, and, uh, Rebecca said, tells her she's brilliant, all this stuff. Now, uh, Jeremy, how can we tell that Liam Bonneville is the resident bad boy just by, just besides, by besides his aloof expression and, yes. uh, leather jacket. Yes. His name tag is upside down. Yes. Isn't that amazing? It, <laughs> just just a bad boy for life. It's like, wow, you don't play by the rules. Somebody get Nickel Bay on the phone. <laughs> There's a reason why you work outside. <laughs> was, uh, well, as I was watching this, this last time, this is the first time I've noticed that his name tag is upside down. <laughs> I was like, oh my word. <laughs> what a rebel. Um, so he yeah. does not care. He doesn't care about what anybody thinks about him. Um, and so Leslie, after lunch, like, this was so great. And they're walking away with Grant. It's like, we didn't take any photos. Um, and Grant just like, you're treating these people like your heroes, but they could be your peers. Um, and so, you know, keep that in mind. I need to know tomorrow what you want to do. Um, and uh, Leslie's like, okay, let me think. Um, and then uh, Grant's like, here's someone who may be able to convince you. And uh, coming down the hallway is uh, the first lady, Michelle Obama. And Leslie basically has a stroke <laughs> right there in front of us. Um, and uh, yeah, and Grant's like, I'm, I'm hoping she'll take up the Midwest Bureau in Chicago. Uh, and Michelle's like, well, you know how I feel about Chicago. And Leslie's like, you like it because you're from there. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, so she kind of is freaking out about uh, encountering Michelle Obama. And uh, yeah. So, I love it at the, the very end when she's just like, she's like, can I just, can I just get a high, like a high five? I just need to touch you. Like this is real high five. Yeah. So, um, I mean, is there anybody that you would have that reaction? Meeting? Oh, I w- that's, I was going to ask you the same thing. Um, I, I don't want to sound, I don't think so. Is Eddie but- better? No, I, I've, th- I've thought about this because like, like in the Northwest, this is so this is this, this is a classic Jeremy story that has no end or point. Uh, basically, like Dave Matthews lives in the Seattle area, or at least has a house or used to. And yeah. I just thought like, what would happen if you bumped in like 
Like what I would just want to, I think I would want to be left alone. So I don't think I would ever, but if somebody introduced me to someone, mm-hmm. I, I would, I would probably just be like, hi. And then that would be it. Like, I wouldn't know what, like, we're, we're not going to be friends. Like, cool. I no, like you. What if, what if you did become friends with Dave Matthews? I, How weird I, would that be? That would Every be. Every time you're just thinking, bum, 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 bum. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like anybody, who would you fanboy over? I've met all my heroes. (laughs) (laughs) When you're your Uh, own hero, you don't need anybody. So I have an example. So I last year in 2022 went to Comic-Con, Emerald City, and uh, Chris Claremont was going to be there. No. And I met him and I said to him, I brought comics for him to sign and I paid money for that. And I felt kind of robbed, but, uh, <laughs> I, uh, so I, as he's signing these comics and they're on my shelf behind me, the ones he signed, I said, thank you, Chris, for teaching me how to read. And he's like, just recently. <laughs> 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 I just kind of walked into that one. I, I, I uh, Chris, you got me. Um, so, yeah, but uh, Chris Claremont was the longtime writer of, of the Uncanny X Men comics. Listener, if you're not, if you're unfamiliar, so, uh, yeah, so that was uh, probably my my closest to my Michelle Obama moment, where I was like, that was not cool at all. <laughs> Never meet your heroes, kids. Never. So that's why I I stay away. I just want to keep people away from feeling like things didn't go well when they meet me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so Leslie and Andy and Ben, they're talking about um, all of this and they're up at the top of a hill and Andy's holding a skateboard and, uh, and Andy's like, all right, you guys ready? And they're like, yeah, okay. And so he looks like he's going to like ride it down the hill. Mm-hmm. Instead, he just sends the skateboard down the hill uh, and runs after it. <laughs> uh, and uh, and and he's like, I knew it would be go down fast, but not that fast. San <laughs> Francisco is the best. Um, and he gets down there and he's like, it's totally broken. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Leslie is telling Ben like all this stuff. Like, There's so much I want to do. So much, so many, I can really make a difference here. And I met Michelle Obama and Ben's like, what, why didn't you lead with that? Uh, and her response, Liam Bonneville has me in a tizzy. <laughs> uh, so he's just the, the bad boy for life. Um, so then Leslie is at the conference and she's presenting on the Leslie Nope seamless soup merger, super system patent pending. Mm-hmm. Um, and how she's planning to have the cities of Pawnee and Eagleton fully integrated within the next six to 12 months. And somebody laughs. And Leslie's like, I know it was a good presentation. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, no, your timeline is off. And it, it, this guy's like, it's going to take like 10 years. And uh, another person speaks up is like, you are taking this all too lightly. You need to plan for uh, a long time. You need hands-on management. You're being very cavalier of your town. Um, and the last thing you want is for your city to become unincorporated territory. Gasp. Yeah. I live in unincorporated territory. It's pretty great. And sometimes it can be great. But then at the same time, it's like, I can't, 
I don't, I, I'm a man without a home. I have, I mean, I have a home, but mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have a hometown. I just live in a County. <laughs> but you and, can shoot off fireworks when you want. So it's fine. And I'm not even a count. Oh. Um, yeah, Oof. I can shoot off fireworks uh, sometimes, but I, I uh, don't like doing that very much because it's expensive. So, um, yeah. So, uh, then the next, so Leslie is kind of overwhelmed by this. And so she is frustrated and her and Ben are going to the airport and Ben's really excited about something that we're not ready to talk about just yet. Um, and, uh, but it's about the cones of Dunshire. Stay tuned folks. Um, and, uh, and so Les is like, I don't think I can take this job. I'm going to, the merger's too much. I, I can't leave and, and fail the town. And then Ben has a moment of, of epiphany and he tells the driver of their van to go to this location. And so they're driving. Uh, and they're, then next time we see them, they're walking through the woods and Ben <laughs> has another epiphany where he realizes that these redwood trees are the very trees from the moon of Endor in Star Wars Episode Four: Return of the Jedi. And uh, so he kind of freaks out and he's like, oh, that's not right here. Uh, so they're walking and they go up at where they can view the uh, the Golden Gate Bridge and the Presidio and all these different elements of the uh, of the city of San Francisco that are incorporated with the national parks. And he points out all these different things and he's like Alcatraz is a park. Those redwoods are a park. The gate is a park Presidio, all of this and everything about this, these kinds of places would be your office. This would be where you're working and uh, you would have a whole region that you would be responsible for and lists more in the Midwest, Mount Rushmore, the Badlands, the Ozark, Abe Lincoln's child at home. And she would be in charge of all of it. Millions of people would enjoy it. And then he points to the sign in the park and says, and your name would be on a sign just like this, mm-hmm. which is a great speech. And, uh, and so Leslie's like, yep, I'm in. Calls up Grant, says, I want the job. Um, and uh, and <laughs> I want the job. I have a lot of questions, but I'm a little amped up right now. So I'll probably just hang up. I might, I might be for the best. Uh, but anyway, I love you. No, I don't. I'm sorry. That was weird. Okay, bye. <laughs> this is Lester Knopf. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so then they run back to the cab because the meter's still running. I, lo- I love, uh, so, and I get this. This is suspension of, and it proves Ben's point, but uh, are you familiar with a small documentary that was made in the, the Northwest um, called Harry and the Hendersons? Mm-hmm. I'm familiar. Yes. Yeah. About right. The fam about John Lithgow finding a Bigfoot. And one of my favorite things about that movie is that they jump on I five and they get off an exit and they're on a dirt road. Mm-hmm. Like they're just all of a sudden it's Seattle <laughs> and then just wilderness. That's all. That's all that there is out there. And this uh-huh. was this, this reminded me of driver. We're in downtown San Francisco, basically. Uh, they're not it, actually in down. If they're going to the airport, it's quite a ways. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That's fine. But but they're 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 near San Francisco. And he's like, just go here. And <laughs> it's the redwoods that are four hours away in real life. Yeah. Only to come back to San Francisco. So not and yeah, I don't know. I, I just think it's funny. It's like, oh, it's California. Here are the the redwoods are just right here. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean you've got Disneyland and redwoods, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in between is a bunch of like nothing. 
Yeah. And that's how most people think about California. That's how most people think about Seattle and Washington. Yeah, you and have, that's right. You have Seattle and then you have, uh, uh, what's next? Uh, South Mountain. Dakota? <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. like there, there's nothing. Texas, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Mississippi. Yeah. When people say, where are you from? And I say, I'm from the Linwood area. And they look at me like, <laughs> what does that mean? You just say Seattle. What's a Linwood? Uh, it's like, I, I'm north of Seattle. And then people look at like, what's north? Because um, phones make us dumb. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of dumb, uh, they go to uh, Ben and Andy are going to g- meet with a company called Grizzle, uh, which is a kind of like an Amazon and Google amalgamation. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're trying to they're apply for free Wi-Fi uh, and if, that Grizzle is trying to put into a bunch of different towns. And, uh, and the man says, what exactly does Grizzle do? And there's a sign behind him. He says, it's a, it's the cloud for your cloud. <laughs> so that's nothing. No idea. <laughs> um, but so they, they're, they're meeting and Ben tells him like, wow, Grizzle's really taken off. He's like, yeah, it's been a crazy ride. And this is, uh, the long haired dude from, uh, workaholics, workaholics. Yes. And I can never remember his, the actual actor's name, but he's a pretty funny dude. Yeah, he's he is funny. Um, uh, he's like, yeah, our music service, Grizzle Dump, launched in November, and now we have 170 million users. Uh, six months ago, I was working at a taco truck. Uh, <laughs> now I own one third of the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> <laughs> I think anybody can own one third of the Portland Trailblazers right now. They are not oh. good. Uh, yeah, they're having anyway. a hard time. Anyway, um, and what team? Uh, if you were a billionaire, like, and you could afford to buy, like, what what sport would you would you buy? Like, what thing? What crazy? tech billionaire money thing would you would you buy i'd put all my money into highlight <laughs> i hear it's up and coming <laughs> uh no i probably would try to get in on like because a hometown I'm a, I'm a homer i'd probably get in try to get in with the seahawks oh you seahawks know? i thought you were gonna say sea dragons no okay <laughs> no <laughs> no that's basically just like nfl minor leagues now after the season finally after they had a successful season following the the sea dragons on Instagram. It's like all these players are now going to the NFL. Yeah. (laughs) Like that. What? What? (laughs) One year. Come on. So, um, I'm not crazy about that anyway. So Ben is trying to make the pitch for the wireless initiative. Um, and his leading point is they lead the country in online pizza ordering. (laughs) And many people just go to the library (laughs) To order pizza online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so. Uh, <laughs> I wish I wish this was such a long episode. You you have some amazing stories of how people use the library and it's not too far from this. <laughs> no, do, it's not. Do, you do do the do the, the 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 heater one just real quick. OK, listener, I like to work at the library because it's quiet and you can kind of like work off in the side and. uh not be distracted, but sometimes just people existing is too distracting. <laughs> and I saw somebody who, uh, the heaters at the Linwood library are big. <laughs> they're, they're like shelves basically. And I saw somebody who brought a box of pop tarts <laughs> and just left them on the heater. Bed. So they're lightly warmed. <laughs> and I, I was like, I was sad and encouraged at the same time. Yeah, I was ingenuity, like, right? Yeah, I was like, I, I really hope when you go home, you have a toaster. But at the same time, like, I understand when it, the desire for Pop-Tarts hits, 
you got to be ready. Right. I don't think I don't think not having a toaster should get in the way of having warm pop tarts. Yeah, and it, like one of the real challenges that I've experienced with pop tarts is the variation of toaster. Oh yeah. You know, and so sometimes you put it in and like you put it on to whatever like four, and it's way too hot. And other times you put it on four at a different toaster, like you're on vacation or something. And then you're, oh, yeah, you know, and you put it on four and it's like not at hot at all. Right. Somehow it just got colder. So this was like a, a to like the equivalent of a smoker, right? <laughs> slow, a, a slow, slow steady. <laughs> it's crock pot, uh, yeah. pop tarts. <laughs> yeah. It's artisanal pop tart. <laughs> so it was amazing. I was so poor. I was like, yeah, it was amazing. Um, but, yeah, this episode's going to be long, listener. Um, so they, uh, the the guy, Mike Bean, the character's name is Mike Bean. He says, right now we're kind of focused on bigger cities like Shreveport or Akron. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously we're in Akron. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ben is like, I mean, we're more like a Dayton. <laughs> but, but with your help, we can become Toledo. And that makes me laugh so hard because we have a Toledo in Washington. Oh, <laughs> and man. I know he's not referring to Toledo in Washington, but it just makes me laugh because Toledo in Washington is a tiny one. And so, they were our school rival. Oh, Toledo. Yeah. On Alaska. In on Alaska. Yeah, man. I'm I sorry to bring it up. It's okay. It's okay. Now you know how I feel about Juanita. <laughs> rawr, 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 the Ravens, whatever they are now. Um, so uh Mike Bean looks at Ben and is like, hey, we don't like to say the word. No. And like the, his associate, like she shakes her head. <laughs> uh, and so it's like, let me, so instead, let me say, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> How is that better? <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, it's, so, this, this scene, too, had a great visual joke where um, the, the head guy, Mike Bean, um, is like, they're talking and just to show how different of a company this is, he crosses, he kind of brings his leg up and he's not wearing any shoes at all. Right. Which yeah. I just thought great little visual, like just super laid back tech company. My first week at Northwest university, I was in my English class mm -hmm. and I was a freshman. I went to public school. And here I am at a Christian university that has a reputation for being very conservative. Um, and my professor, first of all, said, just call me Glenn. And I was like, no, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> Mr. Glenn? Uh, Dr. Glenn? What do you want from me, <laughs> sir? Um, and, uh, and so he wanted us to call him Glenn, and I was not prepared for that. But then he got up on his desk and took his shoes off. And crossed his legs and sat on the desk. No. Yeah. And I was freaked out. Did you start reading Robert Frost or? No. He just went over the syllabus. Okay. Also. <laughs> the first day. <laughs> so, it was weird. It was weird. Um, yeah. Welcome to the Northwest. I didn't really like that class. Um, way too many feet. Way, way too many toes. Um, so... Yeah. Anyway, so the they don't get the offer, but Ben's not going to give up. So next day, he comes back and is like, "We're going to convince Pawnee that, that, or convince Grizzle that Pawnee's special." Um, and uh, and he's like, "We could tell them that there's buried treasure, and then we give them this free Wi-Fi, and then we tell them that the treasure was love all along." 
And uh, Ben's like, no. <laughs> and, then the uh, very, and then the very next scene, the shot, he's like, I'm not going to take no for an answer. It's like, no is good enough for Andy's idea, but not for you. Uh, yeah, because Andy's idea is dumb. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, it's worth a shot. I like it. Uh, I'm for yeah. it. Okay. Well, um, so they go in back into the town and uh, they see that uh, the people are gathered together in the conference room. And he's like, what? What are they? They're playing Cones of Dunshire. And Andy's like, hey, you invented that game. Are they playing any games I invented? <laughs> <laughs> are they throwing dirt into a fan? <laughs> he looks at the camera and he's like, the key is you have to throw the dirt into the back of the fan. <laughs> it just says it so matter of factly. I love that so much. You got to throw it in the back of the fan. Right. Yeah. Cause... He knows the other way because he did it the other way <laughs> through experience yeah it just blows blows right, the dirt right back at you <laughs> and that's how you lose throwing dirt in a fan yeah and so um so it, ben goes into the comment room and was like hey where did you guys get this game and he's like someone sent it to us have you played it and ben's like i invented it and I'm like we're the architect <laughs> and uh the person's like, yeah, right. And I'm the alchemist of the hinterlands. And Ben's like, well, you can't be the alchemist of the hinterlands. Mm -hmm. The hinterlands is a shadow kingdom that can only sustain a provost or a denier. And the head guy is like, Mike, he's like, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ben's like, how about this? We play. And if I win, you give us another shot for pawn, uh, free Wi-Fi for Pawnee. And they're like, all right, have a seat. You want to be a corporal or a warrior? And Ben picks up the piece. He's like, neither. I'm the Maverick. Oh, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. <laughs> that means you better uh, watch out. I guess so. He's like John McCain of board games. <laughs> That's right. I am dangerous. Uh, so then um, Ben, uh, they're playing the game and uh, Ben makes a move. And then Mike Bean's like, my shaman cast a toy burst spell on your prosperity tile. No. <laughs> Looks like someone's out of resource, John. Oh, <laughs> they start the laughing, and uh, and uh, and then Ben is like, he starts like giggling to himself because he's looking at the board and it's all the levels and the cones and the tiles and the pieces. So much is going on in this game, and uh, he just starts laughing to himself. And Mike's like, "What's so funny?" He's like, oh, "You're a smart guy." <laughs> this is if I ever have to like audition <laughs> for a movie like this will be my monologue in the audition <laughs> you're a smart guy clearly you picked up some flashy tricks you made one crucial mistake you forgot about the essence of the game it's about the cones and he stands up and he takes all the dice and just like throws them on the table and there's like 40 dice <laughs> and, and so then he starts doing all these moves getting all the pieces where he needs them to be. And, uh, and he wins. He gets directly to the central cone and Andy freaks out. He's like, we did it. This whole company's ours. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts taking things from people. And, uh, and Ben's like, for the record, I did invent this game. He holds up a picture of him, like with the board game at his house. Um, and, and the captain's uh, hat. <laughs> yeah. It's so bad. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, it doesn't matter because I just want another chance to prove that there's something truly special about Pawnee. And Mike's like, yeah, there is. It's the home of the architect. <laughs> <laughs> Means nothing. And then, so Andy is then in the back, like I'm on top of the world. He's riding a bike and holding another bike. <laughs> Cause everything's his. Uh, so 
yeah, so pretty exciting time here in, in San Francisco. Leslie's getting a new job. Ben is getting uh, Wi-Fi for Pawnee, and he's pretty excited. As he's in the van before uh, they head off, uh, he's telling Leslie that he looked it up, and there's, like, people playing the game all over the place. Um, and he's like, I just wish I would have copyrighted it. Um, but you know, we got free Wi-Fi, and you know, we'll be able to move away with a clear conscience. Like, you know, you did the best for the merger. We're getting free wireless, we're giving people these things. Mm-hmm. And that's when Les is like, I can't leave. So, and then they work it out. Um, so then while all this is happening in Pawnee, Tom and his business partner, Mitch, um, are talking about the details for Tom's Bistro opening up. And uh, Mitch is like, you know, it'd be really great if we could open this in time for the Unity concert. Um, that would be all that publicity would be a nice boost. And Tom's like, you know what? Let's do it. And uh, Mitch is like, you sure? He's like, yeah, we'll, we can totally make this happen. Um, and in six months, this place will be bigger than McDonald's, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big goal. Uh, and so Mitch is like, I love your optimism. I'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow. And uh, Craig then freaks out. I was like, a soft opening tomorrow? Like, <laughs> call me Kristen because I am wigging out right now. <laughs> uh, and April is like, uh, you can't even do this. This is not going to work. It says, like, the st- sign's not even working. It's not so- fully signed, uh, painted. It says Tom's by. <laughs> like, I actually know that works. <laughs> okay, we're ready. Um, and, uh, and so Tom's like, no, we can do it. The buzz is going to be good for us, and we're going to just push, and we're going to make it happen. Uh, so, uh, and there's like, put all your hands in. This little Italian restaurant will put McDonald's out of business on three. One, two, three. <laughs> Dark Lord rise. <laughs> nice little fire. <laughs> so it's going great. It's going to be good. So Tom then goes talk to Ron and, uh, and he's like, Hey, I, you know how I wanted you to like get those chairs done. Um, I need you to get them done tomorrow. And, uh, and Ron's like, I, I was told until July, my chairs take time. Who do you think I am? Thomas Hucker. And he laughs. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and Tom's like, see that joke is the same thing as when you talked told us about the comic book guy that you wanted to meet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you- <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, real person, probably really nice person, but yeah. <laughs> Tom- uh, Thomas Tucker is a real woodworker. Is he? Mm-hmm. Does he make wood- chairs and stuff really fast? Uh, not, not, no, no. It's our. They're really nice artisanal oh, okay. chairs but i think but i mean they're no swansons they're no swanson no yeah what is i mean just rowan mm-hmm. it's one of a kind simply the best <laughs> um so uh then the uh tom says i've never asked you for anything today <laughs> and everyone's like all right i'll get to work right away uh and tom's like please you're really far behind <laughs> as of now you're behind uh, so then Tom's like, all right, we got everything booked for the soft opening. Uh, it's all friends and family. So hopefully they'll go easy on us. Uh, and so Ron's building a chair in the, the like floor of the restaurant. And, uh, uh, and he's like, uh, maybe speed it up a little bit. And I was like, no, uh, this is gov- not government work as such. I treat it with care and attention. Um, and, and Ron's like, or Tom's like, okay, but also go faster. Uh, and, uh, Tom t- like April, you'll handle service. Uh, cause I haven't had able to. I've been able to hire any staff. Like, no, I can't just stay in the back and spit in people's food like we planned. Um, and Ron's freaking, or Craig freaks out because the sawdust is 
uh, messing with his sinuses and smell is 90% of taste, maybe 95. <laughs> um, and so Donna is going to help Craig with tasting wine. Uh, and they're going to work at a team. And Don's like, if you raise your voice one time, I'm out. Um, and then Jerry comes in, uh, Larry comes in with the menus, uh, and, uh, and Tom opens it's like, what is this? What are these pictures? And Jerry, it's like, ah, oh, I must've given them the printer, uh, the wrong flash drive. Uh, and it's like, what is this? A rotten grapefruit? It's my dog's rectum. <laughs> uh, so apparently Lord Sheldon has a growth and they were sending pictures over to the vet. And, uh, so behind this is all why I will food, never have a pet. All of the food is uh, has a backdrop of Larry's dog's victim. <laughs> and uh, and so Le- April just needs to memorize all of the menu. And he's like, it'll be classier anyway. Uh, and uh, and then Ron just smashes a chair. And Tom's like, what was wrong with that one? And he's like, it's too perfect. It looks machine made. And so uh, Tom is freaking out. Uh, so then soft opening is happening and Donna and Craig are uh, tasting wine and Donna says it's a bold flavor fruity and a little earthy and Craig's like it can't be both <laughs> they're mutually exclusive um, and I was like oh no <laughs> you do not come at me like that um, so uh, and then so Tom is like what are you guys doing there's people waiting out here uh, and Craig's like we're having a moment you monster um, and, uh, so then Tom looks at Ron and Ron's just like, stop hassling me. Uh, and he's like, can you please hurry up? And he just says no. Uh, and then Jerry breaks a glass and Tom's like, you know what? He'd be so sorry. He's like, you know what? That's okay. It's good luck to break a glass. And Tom, Jerry's like, oh, thank God. And then he turns and knocks over the shelf and all of the glasses break. So it's going great. It's going so good. Um, and then we see Mitch come and say, hey, it seems like things are a little chaotic. Uh, and Tom's like, no, it's all good. And then he seats him. He's like, this is April. She's going to be taking care of you tonight. And April reads the menu from memory. And uh, and Tom, uh, Mitch's like, right, can you just repeat that? And she does again. Like, can I have a menu? Like, actually, we had to throw them away because they're all covered with pictures of Larry's dog's rectum. <laughs> Why would she say that? <laughs> um, and uh, then uh, Jerry's like, good news. He's going to make it. Lord Shelton's going to make it in the restaurant. Like everybody who's there can hear this. And, uh, and he says, uh, I just have to apply a salve to his anus every hour for the rest of his life. <laughs> Enjoy your meal. Totally worth it. <laughs> uh, and so Mitch is like, Oh, this is, this is terrible. And he gets up to leave. And, um, and Tom's like, please don't go. I was like, you have no idea how to run a restaurant. I can see the cracks starting to form. And my investment is terminated. Uh, and, uh, and so he gets up and Ron's like, Hey, were you sitting on that chair? And Mitch is like, yes, yeah, so I was. Why? Like no reason. It turns around and, uh, he's, his back is covered with the stain that was not yet fully dried on that chair. So, uh, going back to that, that trope, which is good. Um, so cold open did not go well. And Ron is like, so you screwed up. You tried to shoot the moon. You came up short. Doesn't mean it's over. And, and Tom's like, no, nope, my main investor's out. Any dollar I spend is now my own. Um, and uh, so I should just quit. I just go home, Ron. And Ron's like, I haven't finished the chairs yet. And I believe when you start a job, you should finish it. Uh, and Tom's like, oh, really? I love quitting. <laughs> when I was a kid, things didn't go my way. I'd just take my ball and go home. That means that's better than winning because then they can't play either. <laughs> so, um, and April then throws a glass on the ground. And he's, she's like, you are not quitting. I just called a bunch of reviewers and uh, told them the soft opening was great. 
invited him up on Friday. And Tom's like, why did you do that? And he's like, because you worked hard. So we want to make sure this works. Um, and uh, so they're going to keep moving forward. And and uh, and Ron's like, that's a good idea because you currently owe me $16,000 for the wood. Ouch. <laughs> so uh, then we cut back. Tom's doing open head. He's like, the opening of Tom's Beast Row was a disaster. So what? This is America. And America's the land of second chances. We have one night, one after party to make this world realize that Tom's Bistro is where miracles can happen. Uh, and so they are going to go to the Unity concert and try to invite all the people to come. And, uh, and so he also requ- recruits some help in the form of John Ralphio and Mona Lisa. <laughs> and it's not great. Um, they're terrible. They're worst. Um, but then John Ralphio uh, looks at Craig like, I like your energy, hombre. <laughs> what do you say? You and I go go-kart, go ride go-karts later. I was like, I want to go horseback riding. Deal. <laughs> I want to go um, horseback riding. Yeah. So uh, so the, the Beast Row is going to happen. It's going to be great. Andy is back in the office and Ron comes in. He's looking at the board. He's like, last chance, Ron. Slots are finalized, but I can squeeze in 10 minutes if a certain Mr. Duke Silver wanted to come out. And Ron's like, no, uh, I want to keep my music private. Uh, as much, just like my family, my conversations, and my whereabouts at all times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, so they, Les comes out, I was like, all right, let's go over everything in the planning. And they talk about all the assignments and it's all going to happen. It's going to be great. Um, and then as everybody gets, goes out to do their work, Leslie has, comes in, ha- asks the park people to stay. Um, and she tells them, um, that she's taking this new opportunity, but it means they're going to have to move to Illinois and they're so excited. They're, they're, they love it. Um, and Ron says the sentimental people in this office will probably miss you. <laughs> um, and so it's like, when are you going to move? And like probably a month. And then they're like, oh, well this makes this awkward. <laughs> so then they go out, uh, to see this thing they made for her. Uh, they, cause it's a new founder's day. The statue, um, because she basically founded this new town. Uh, and it says, Leslie Nope, champion of the Pawnee Eagleton merger, our most faithful citizen. She never abandoned us. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> and then Jerry's like, there's a quote, too. She keeps reading. Only a moron would ever live anywhere other than Pawnee, Indiana. Leslie Nope, multiple occasions. <laughs> and I was like, I could cut a new plinth. That's less ironic. <laughs> Um, and she's like, this is so touching. Um, and I'm going to cry out of happiness and sadness and gratitude because I'm carrying triplets and the fifth reason that I can't figure it out. Um, and, uh, and he's like, Leslie, don't cry. It's not that great. It doesn't even look like you. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, actually it does. And like, he's like looking at a obelisk with writing on it. He's like, cocks his head to the side. Like, actually. Uh, and so then it's time for the, uh, the unity concert. And the opening band for the Unity concert is the Decemberists. Wow, strong opening. <laughs> like the biggest band uh, in real life that's a part of this is opening the concert, which is great. Uh, and uh, so uh, Tom and John Ralphio are trying to spread the news as the Decemberists are playing, and they go to uh, Joan Calamezzo, and, uh, and, and Tom's like, you got to stop by. And, uh, and Joan looks at John Ralphio and is like, well, Will this medium drink of water be there? <laughs> this is one of my favorite John Ralphio jokes. The, which part? The, Go for it. Oh, the the um um the only reason why I wouldn't be there is if I got pulled over for violating my house arrest. Aboosh. 
And then Joan's like, what? And she goes, judge gave me two ankle bracelets. So it's the first time I heard to do that. Uh, your boy's a question on the bar exam. <laughs> <laughs> He's so proud. He's so proud of being terrible. I, I love it so much. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, Joan is pretty Jabu. excited to hang out with, uh, with John Ralphio. <laughs> they start dancing. First time anybody's ever been excited for that. Um, so then Ben and Leslie are meeting with... Um, the guy from the parks department going over benefits and stuff. Uh, what's his grant Larson. Um, and, uh, and, uh, then Jeremy jam comes by and he's like, <laughs> we can all agree that this unity concert kind of blows, right? Uh, you guys want to see a real rock crowd come to my secession rally later tonight. <laughs> hey, like, you ever heard of warrant? Yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. We got a cover band around here. They call themselves cherry pie. Okay. Pretty sure we got the bass player. And we've hit rock bottom. <laughs> and then he's like, da, 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 rock and roll, yeah, poison. What was that? General rock and roll. <laughs> so you know, warrant poison. <laughs> he's so great. Uh, and uh -oh. like, that guy's a councilman. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and so. Grant's going over more of the details. Like, you know, you're going to have about six staffers. Uh, four of them will come in from Omaha. So that means you can, there's two opening positions and you can hire whoever you want. And so Leslie then begins to scheme like, oh, maybe I will find somebody from my current team that will come with me. So, um, so then cut to Tom and he's talking to Genuine, inviting him to the party. And, uh, uh, and Donna is like, you're going to come or else I'm going to tell all the people about how you cried when we used to take baths together and I took away your d rubber duckies when we were children. <laughs> and uh, Genuine's like, why you got to bring the quacks and five into this? <laughs> uh, and then uh, cut to Genuine on the stage and uh, saying, how y'all doing? Little Sebastian, this one's for you because you're my pony. And then they start singing pony. Uh, and uh, so uh, Leslie then goes to Ron and says, Hey, I want you to consider something. Really think about it. What do you think about leaving Pawnee? And he laughs and moving to Chicago. He laughs harder. Hold on. I'm not done. You'd be working for the federal government. And he laughs the hardest. Um, and, uh, and Leslie, like, excuse me for wanting my dear friend and ethical mentor to come with me on this adventure of a lifetime. And Ron's like, I'm happy here. And national parks is great. Only good part of the government but I'm happy raising my family here. Uh, and now if you will excuse me, there's somebody something called fried sausage quilts. <laughs> so I'm going to go buy that boot. <laughs> right, right next to the meat tornado. Oh man. I, uh, I would love to figure out how you would make a fried sausage quilt. <laughs> oh, I thought, so I, I believe what you would do is you take a, you take sausages <clears throat> and then slice them long ways into thin strips, like bacon almost. Mm -hmm. And then, and then start weaving them together. Okay. Like a blanket of meat. Mm, that sounds amazing. And then, and then fried up probably on a flat top, maybe a grill. Okay, cool. Thanks for solving that. Yeah. Um, yeah. the question is, do you eat it in a bun? Like it's a patty or do you just go like as a handheld food option? Yeah. You know, I don't know. So I mean, we'll, there's no way to know for sure. How we'll to do some R and D on that. Get yeah. back to you. All right. Thank you. Uh, I'll, uh, expect a report on Thursday. Okay. All right. Um, so then, uh, cut to Andy and he is, uh, Johnny karate. And so he's doing a, kid, a show on the kids stage and it's going great. And, uh, um, and 
Diane and Ron are there with their kids and uh and Zoe is like daddy you should play the music play music and dad's like yeah go on they the kids would love it uh and it'd be fun and Ron's like I already recalibrated the sights on all the rifles in the shooting gallery I've had enough fun for one day <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh and then uh he starts sniffing the air and he realizes that Tammy's here um and so uh Ron's like hide the children uh and Tammy comes over like hello Ron Hello, Ron's friend. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I was like, what could possibly bring you here to a children's performance? Preparing a ritual sacrifice for of a newborn? Uh, and uh, yeah, and then Tammy's gross. And more gross. Uh, I, knew, I, I wish I had written that down and revealed, and revealed what I thought you were going to say. Like... <laughs> In an envelope that would make bad podcasting. <laughs> I knew you were and she's gross. Yeah, they're the worst. Uh, and uh, it's just so funny because they're married. I think if you don't, if you know that they're married, I've said this before. I, I just think it's hilarious. But yes, it, out of context, she's it's pretty gross. But yeah, yeah, so, the fact that they're they're married. Ron uh, or Nick Offerman in an interview said that anytime she's on the set, people have a hard time. Like they just kind of let her do whatever she wants. And he goes, she is a comedic tornado of lava. <laughs> <laughs> That's about right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's going to try to take Tom away from his life or Ron away from his life. And Ron's like, no, no, I'm not moving. I'm not giving in to you. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, good for Ron. Um, and then after the show, Andy's signing autographs and Burley the guitar player from Mouse Rock comes with his nephew and uh and he's like, Hey man, I'm really sorry about how the band broke up. And it was kind of weird how it ended. And that's not how we thought it would go. And he's like, and he's like, Yeah. <laughs> I always figured we'd, you know, whatever, break up because I got drafted by the Colts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in the first game, of course, I break my legs. Of course. The crowd starts chanting my name and I give them a thumbs up. Rudy. And then I go to the hospital. I'd get really good at chess. I'd end up beating the computer finally. And then the band would just sort of drift apart. <laughs> That's how I thought. But <laughs> <laughs> Brother's like, yeah, go, you know, take it easy. <laughs> uh, so April is like, you did so good. One kid peed his pants because he didn't want to miss anything. And and he's like, oh, wow, that's great. I gave kid pee pants. Um, and so he was like, what's wrong? And uh, he's like, well, I kind of miss having people up on the stage with me. They never tell you that when you go solo, it's just going to be you up there. <laughs> nope. Uh, and uh, and, it, and I was like, anyway, what do you say we go look at the ball pit and find your cell phone that I lost? <laughs> um, and so then we cut to the main stage and uh, Kay Hanley is up on the platform. And this is the letters to Cleo. They're playing and Ben is on the side and he's wearing his letters to Cleo shirt. And he's so happy. And he's singing along and, and she looks over and winks at him and he almost dies. <laughs> so He gets to wear a shirt and he's not even depressed. Yeah. I mean, it's all good. It's so happy. Um, and so then Leslie is talking to April and Andy um, and uh, she comes over like, I hope you like deep dish pizza because there's going to be a lot more of it in Chicago where we're all going to be moving. <laughs> and he's like, okay. And I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and he's like, but pizza, babe. And he's like, they have pizza and ponies. Right. Thanks, yeah. babe. You're so mm-hmm. good at reminding me where pizza is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she's trying to convince them, but they're like, no, we really like it here. Pony's cheap. And, uh, you know, Chicago seems like a lot of stuff to do and people, but I like to do nothing with no one. 
Uh, so thank you. And I love you, but no, thank you. And I hate you. <laughs> I love you. Um, so that didn't go great. Uh, so she's crossing people off the list. Uh, and then it cuts to the main stage and Bobby Knight Ranger is playing and uh, they are singing uh, <laughs> Sister Christian and they, it ends and they, uh, because they are dressed like Bobby Knight, <laughs> they're in their red sweaters and there's folding chairs on the stage and they put their instruments down and then they throw these chairs. <laughs> Not that hard. It's like they, they're just coming off a long tour and they're like, we don't have the energy to really give it our all on the throwing of the chairs, but that's, it's our whole bit. And so they throw the chairs um, and, uh, and Andy comes out like, wow, super cool uh, to hear Sister Christian that many times in a row. <laughs> um, so. played, by, played by the band Yola Tango. That's Yola Tango. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Uh, <laughs> okay. I the have. That is so funny. Um, so then uh, Andy's like, the next band agreed to reunite for one night only. It's going to be great. I personally play Summer Sun. And they start singing mm -hmm. Summer Sun. And uh, Scott Tanner, played by Jeff Tweedy, the amalgamation of Jack Black and uh, Peter Jackson. Uh, <laughs> it's like, hey, Andy, why don't you let us play those? And he's like, all right, good point. And so then without further ado, land ho. And so they come out and they start doing the whole thing. Um, and it's going great. And people are loving it. And April's like, uh, you missed the band to Andy. And he's like, well, yeah, Johnny Cardi's great, but Peter Band, that's just rock and roll. And uh, and then towards the end of the show, uh, Scott is like, now join us for our finale. Legendary local band. Please welcome up Mouse Rat. And Burley and the band is all there. And they have Andy's guitar. And uh, and April's like, you guys are closing this sucker down. And uh, so Andy gets out there and he's like, what do you guys think about this concert? And he's like, I love this town, and we're going to pay a tribute to Pawnee's greatest treasure. <laughs> and they start playing 5,000 Candles in the Wind. <laughs> and April, everybody's all into it. Oh, not April. Leslie's all like so into it. And then there's a hologram of little Sebastian <laughs> on the platform. And all the bands come out to play with, with Land Ho. To, you know, it's a total unity moment. Um, and then as the song is going, it's coming to a solo moment. And Andy's like, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Duke Silver. And Ron comes out in his fedora, his suit, and a saxophone. And Leslie is like, what? <laughs> what is this? Um, and uh, so, yeah. And he does this great uh, solo. And uh, yeah, everybody loves it. Unity concert. And when, they, and when they show the hologram of little Sebastian, everybody goes crazy. Yeah. There's that one, there's the one shot of Donna just going nuts and Ben's standing right next to her. And he still <laughs> just, has a look of just like, I really seriously, <laughs> like he's still, <laughs> he's still not a believer. It's great. Well, part of it too is like, how much did we spend on that? <laughs> to, oh. how, how much are pony holograms? Yeah. And so it was a whole thing. And uh, this is one of those moments in television history that I will never regret. The Unity concert is such a great moment in this in this show. It's it's perfect. <clears throat> another <clears throat> sorry, man. Uh, another fun fact. The Unity concert was inspired, I guess, sure came up to Seattle and was at Bumbershoot. And that's where they got the idea for the oh, Unity concert. That's yeah. in our neighborhood. That, that is. I've yeah. never been to Bumbershoot. Oh, it is a lot of people in one place. Yeah, I, but, I imagine. I've never been there or to Folklife. 
Mm. I have not been. To, I haven't done folk life, but bumper shoot a couple times. It's it's a lot of fun. I'll have to remember about it in the future. Yeah. Do they still do it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's not. I mean, again, not to be the cranky guy. It used to be a lot more fun because you. I, I you should still go. There's a lot of great food. There's so much art. There's so much stuff to do. Bumper shoot if you get a chance. It, it's during a time of when it's just beautiful up in Seattle. Or but, that's why it's named after umbrella. <clears throat> right. Right. A bumper <laughs> so. shoot is an umbrella. Um, but now you have to like you used to be able to kind of wander from stage to stage and now it's it's gotten so big it's like you gotta plan things out because there's really long lines. But um yeah, it's still yeah. it's a lot of fun. Check it All out. All right. I'll consider it. Seattle. Seattle's great, yeah, everybody. People should come here and yeah. but not move here because uh it's already too crowded. Just come for a couple hours. Yeah. <laughs> like right now, it's June second. Just show up for a little bit. It's the trap week where, again, magic week where you're going to like, this is amazing. Why does everybody live here? Because of 10 months of gray. So. But we love it. We do. We love it. So. Anyway. Yeah. So. Um, Unity concert. Massive success. And uh, then we go back to Tom's Bistro. <laughs> and uh, and they're getting ready for a post-concert. Um, and, uh, and he's like, guys, this is the most important night of my life. It's the most important night of your lives too. And crazy. Like, Speak for yourself. I once got it into a cab that Kira Sedgwick was getting out of. <laughs> no way. The closer. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so, um, then Mona Lisa comes in and it's like, look who I found. It's daddy. <laughs> and, and Tom's like, your father ruined my last business. Why would you bring him here? Um, because you told me to look for VIPs and my daddy is the VIest P I know. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> And then she gets some money and her and uh, John Ralphio run off to get some drinks. And uh, then uh, Tom's like, why would you come here? Saperstein is like, I came to see your flourishing business and nobody's there yet. And oh, you're packed. Can you squeeze me in? Um, and as he's saying this, Joan and Perd come in and they're so excited. And Joan was like, I'll have the Joan. It's a tumbler of gin and it's got crushed aspirin on the rim. <laughs> and Perd is like, I would like an empty glass. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kay Henley comes in and, uh, and, and it just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. More and more people come in and uh, Tom's like, you might want to find a seat, Dr. Saperstein. It looks like it's getting a little crowded. Um, and then it's a whole montage of party scene. Um, and Diane talking about how the kids loved seeing Ron up there. And he's like, and Ron's like, you know what? You and the kids have made me a different person and I like it. There's more room in my life for fun. And then Ben is sitting at the table and uh, Barney from the accounting firm uh, creepily angles in behind a post and is like, hey, Ben, <laughs> it's me, Barney from the accounting firm. Uh, and, uh, and, and he's like, you don't have to introduce yourself every time. And uh, so Barney's like, I was going to wait until it's your birthday to give you this. But I'm just too excited. And he gives them a packet of information. And it's the copyright to Cones of Dunshire. Um, and uh, yeah, they started a co corporation, and registered it in Ben's name. And they're like, wow, this is amazing. How can I repay you? He's like, come work for us. He's like, okay. Uh, and he's like, oh, no, sorry. I can't. Oh, the shortest one yet. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mileage they got out of Barney from from a community center, you know, tax, you know, yeah. learning yeah. guy. You know, there's no accounting for bad taste and software <laughs> to to cones of dunshire it's it's 
perfect. And he's he's in next season too. Yes. So yeah, I mean, yeah. we're not we're not done with Barney. Oh no, 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 no. I'm just oh. saying that just Barney again. They they do such a great job on this show of just all of these extra characters and bringing them back and including them. It just makes the the whole place feel alive and and yeah. big. Yeah, it is so great. And uh, yeah, so Barney is one of those characters who will be a part of my life forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so then Andy's like, thank you so much for organizing the, the Mouse Rider Union. And April's like, it was actually genuine. <laughs> he really cares about you. <laughs> and Andy's like, you're the best ever. I wish I could marry you all over again. Let's get divorced. <laughs> of <laughs> that course. Way we can get married again. Yes. And like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you want to? Yeah. And they're like, we're getting divorced. <laughs> totally. Um, and then uh, Tom is uh, is like just saying, like, this is amazing talking to Craig. Uh, practically everyone who invited came, except for Liam Hemsworth and Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I was hoping this would bring them back together. <laughs> and, uh, and Craig is like, let it go, friend. He's not good enough for her. And vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then the uh, Fonz comes and is like, Thomas, I know we don't get along, but um, I have had the best Italian food that I've ever had. And I've been to Dallas. <laughs> I'm in. Um, and he wants to invest in, in this partner uh, in this restaurant. And he's like, look, I always looking for new investments. I've got auto dealerships. I've got a massage parlor, a dry cleaning transactional holding company that is doing unbelievably well, I might add, um, which is what Ben wanted to get into. Um, and, uh, and was, what do you say? He's like, you know what? I'm not looking for investors. Um, but I'll consider it. And, uh, and so, uh, Tom's like, I got to go get pictures for my wall of fame. And so he goes, goes around and get pictures, uh, that he calls Yui's, which are selfies with, of other people. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so then Ben announces that they got, they needed 2000 signatures. They were able to get 4,000. And, uh, and then Tom said, everybody next round of Noki is on me. Uh, and, uh, yeah, everything's going great. Uh, and, uh, then Ron sees Leslie like, Hey, you look down. What's up? No t- takers for Chicago. And Leslie, everybody turned me down, but Larry, <laughs> they're like, ouch. <laughs> uh, and, um, and, uh, Leslie is just, she's sad cause she's going to miss Pawnee. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, she wants to keep an eye on it, raise her kids there and finish that, what she started. Yeah. And knowing that, you know, there's never going to be a better breakfast place than JJ's diners. Um, and uh, like, you know, it's not easy to leave, but this job is probably perfect for you. Um, I'd prefer you use your talents elsewhere. <laughs> With your courage and small frame, you'd make an excellent coal miner. Um, and, uh, and Ron's like, it's time for you to move up. And uh, your ambition was going to take you out of this town eventually. Um, and you can't have everything you want. And then I was like, oh. I can have everything I want. Thank you. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like you were listening to me. Oh, by the way, <laughs> we're going to talk about Duke Silver. Um, and uh, so, so then she goes and gets everybody together on the third floor that Ron had been re- remodeling. Um, and Leslie has Grant come and meet them there. It's like, hi, Leslie and everyone. I'm Grant. Uh, and, uh, and so Leslie and Ben have put together a pitch already uh, for how moving this Midwest regional director office from Chicago to Pawnee is the best thing because it's less expensive and, uh, and it's more central to all of the different things. Um, and, uh, um, and Pawnee and Tom says Pawnee is actually closer to most of the parks in the Midwest region. And it's got Tom's Bistro an exciting new wave Italian eatery. That's equal parts Dean Martin and Bruno Mars, but that's just what the Indianapolis star is saying. <laughs> He's got all these newspapers and Donna's like, this is not what we're doing right now. <laughs> it's like, Oh, right. 
<laughs> but congrats. Um, and so they, uh, April's like, let's see, should stay here. And if you don't agree with us, it's nine against one and we can make you disappear forever. <laughs> what? And we have free Wi-Fi. Oh. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So Leslie's pitching that they move everything to, uh, Pawnee. It's a town on the rise and national parks could get in on the ground floor and she's got a binder and Rick Grant's like, I'll run this up the, the flagpole. And then Andy, it's like, also, can you bring back Power Rangers? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is you do, but you seem important <laughs> enough to get that done. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. So, so then we have a weird thing that happens. We have a time jump. They move to the future three years for the credit scene. And Leslie is a very important person. She's doing the old walk and talk and telling people they can't release anything to the press without her say so it's like how much is the parks department really or the national parks <laughs> interacting with the press right. like what's the con- what's the conflict that she's trying to mitigate right now it's a media it's a whole media lockdown yeah old faithful was not oh, uh, wow. that's not even in her department right that's in the rocky mountain region so i don't know like, well, that's why it wasn't faithful it wandered into her territory did somebody paint a mustache on to george washington on mount rushmore who knows who knows and uh, she is looking for a file from Ed, and Ed comes in. Jeremy, who who plays Ed? Uh, Ed is played by Don Draper. Don Draper. Mm-hmm. Yes, also known as John Ham. John Ham, the creator of John Ham. John Ham. <laughs> John Ham's John Ham. <laughs> Which, if listener, if you don't know what that is, just search <laughs> search on on the Google machine or YouTube. John Ham, John Ham, and uh, just prepare yourself for the best worst idea you've ever heard. And uh, sometimes, and so, you need, sometimes you need a snack. That's all I'm yeah. saying. But Ed is incompetent, and mm. um, he comes in. He's like, uh, "Sorry, Miss Nope, I lost the file." And Ed, you're a nice guy, but you're the most incompetent person I've ever worked with, and that includes Terry. And uh, Terry is Jerry, formerly Larry, formerly Gary. <laughs> Uh, but now he's Terry for some reason. Um, and, uh, and Leslie fires Ed and he's like, I understand. Thank you for literally hundreds of opportunities you've given me. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. It's been a great three years. Um, and so, uh, Leslie, I think, this is, I think this is like one of those, I know this is a dissecting the frog situation, but I thought this joke is really funny in that they brought out this giant star at the time. Like John Hamm was everywhere with mad men. And, and then, so it's just this idea that, he was there for three years. We didn't get any episodes with him and he's incompetent and hilarity ensues. He's worse than Jerry and we never get to see any of it. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. I too appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I think John Hamm is a he's great a fun, comedic actor. He's a funny dude. He's super funny. And so he was in bridesmaids. Very funny in that he was, uh, on 30 rock as oh. the handsome doctor who is terrible at everything because <laughs> nobody told, tells him he's terrible because he's too handsome because so, he uh, lives in a handsome bubble <laughs> so good so funny um it cuts his hands off <laughs> and he has hooks for hands but he's still right. trying to bake i mean he's so good he's so funny kimmy um, schmidt <laughs> yeah yeah the, the reverend, reverend. Oh, yeah Lord. oh he's so funny uh yeah i think i would like to see more john ham comedic acting yeah i'm for it he did do so, he did do Fletch. I didn't I got halfway through it. I couldn't I didn't finish it. I just wasn't super invested, but I might try to give it another tra- chance. 
Well, now with this writer's strike, you got to look for everything. So exactly. Right. I mean, you got time. Anyway, uh, we're so, so close. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then Ben comes with the kids and they're like, hey, what's our plan here? And let's just go hear what they have to say. Uh, and let's like, but tonight's your big night. And so they're setting up all this stuff that's going on. And uh, we don't know who's going to say what. We don't know what Ben's big night is. We see that the triplets are now three years old and they're going to be watched by April and Andy. Um, and, Ben's in a tuxedo. Uh, yeah, Ben's in a tuxedo and his hair is very rigidly combed. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot going on. And they just get in the elevate, elevator and they're like, are you ready? Not at all. But that's never stopped us before. And then from Elon. Not a doctor. <laughs> so that's it. That's season six. We did it. That was a good, that was a, that was a great season ender. It was. I mean, it was two, it was two episodes. That's why this, mm-hmm. this podcast itself is even an hour and a 12 minutes long. Anyway. Um, yeah. Two episodes worth it. Um, wrapped up a lot of stuff, but then also opened up a lot of things and really propels us into the, this next season, uh, which opens uh, season seven with 2017. <clears throat> also yeah. those episodes were rated like 8.7 and 9.3 i believe they're great they're fantastic <clears throat> episodes i think if this season did not get picked up for season seven or this series didn't get picked up for season seven i probably would have been satisfied yeah i, I can feel that even like as they don't know what's going to happen next it's like oh, they'll figure it out right and 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 pawnee is in good hands like it's yeah. time to move on and so yeah. Yep. I like it. 2017. All right. So we'll take. So how long's our mid-season hiatus? I don't know. A week. Maybe a week. Maybe. I mean, right. maybe. I, mean oh. I, I think next week is a half day, so it makes it a little tough. But uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You know, yeah. it's never stopped us before. I mean, half it has. Days? It has, but half days absolutely have stopped us before. <laughs> Technology, <laughs> half days. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't take much to stop us. But anyway. It's not that we're lazy. It's just Mm-mm. that we're easily frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Get off go. our back, listener. I'm going to take a nap for 35, no, 40 minutes. Uh, it's getting close to when I'm. it would be appropriate to take a nap. <laughs> I don't know if that was recorded or if that was a pre-recording conversation. That was but, pre- uh, pre-recording, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, listener, you missed some gold. So, uh, Until- just hang out with us more, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks for thanks for making it this long. I, you know, that, that was a that was, yeah. that was two episodes worth, but still pretty good. Listener, we would love to hear from you as well. So, if you're still listening and you're like, "Why are they not talk, done talking?" <laughs> send us an email: parksandconversation at gmail We would love to hear from you about your impressions on season six, the Unity concert, uh, all that stuff. So, yeah, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, with that, we should probably just let these people go back to their lives. It's not a hostage situation. So, I'll uh, I'll see you later, Jeremy. Sounds good. See you, man.